just to fire us up and get us headed in the right direction. And um, this is uh, from page 62 uh, of the big book. So Alcoholics Anonymous, which is the basic text of alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot, although he doesn't usually, usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible, and there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We have to have God's help. And there you go. Just thought that'd uh, fire us up and kick us off there. So uh, with that, I will hand you over to Paul. Hello, everybody. Paul, alcoholic. Uh, thanks for the uh, opportunity to be here. I would say that's a couple of paragraphs, and the most uh, used word in them is self, yes? Yep. And if you go to the dictionary and you look up the word self, they'll give you a definition of it, and then they'll have a lot of, uh, they'll have the word self with hyphen and then tons of different attributes or adjectives. And if you weighed them, there's about a hundred of them. Maybe they added more. Uh, and if you if you put them up on, let's say there's self-love, self-trust. There's a couple of nice ones. Then there's self-emulation, self-destruction, self-mortification, self-demoralization. There's a lot of on the contracting side. And so they believe that obsession with self is the root of the problem. Let's say an obsession with self. Um, all right, I'll just explain it from my own experience with cocaine, let's say. So I was quite obsessed with cocaine. Cocaine allowed me to change my feelings quickly. And uh, I don't know a lot of things, but basically I was driven and obsessed over cocaine. And I did it for quite a long time. I did it every way possible, intravenously, smoking it, snorting it. And all those times, I never, ever crossed the line and thought I was cocaine. Never came close. I, don't, I could have been up 10 days. I did not think nor, uh, that I was cocaine at any moment of all that cocaine obsession. What I'm implying here is that we're starting in a, such an extreme obsession that we've taken ourselves to be what we're obsessed over, which is self. Yeah? So we're starting where I never ended up. And in my experience, not my condition of obsession, which is obsession with self, but my experience of being obsessed with other things, I never even got close to the condition of obsession with self. 
I never thought I was alcohol. I never thought I was cocaine. I never thought I was this, I was that, and I was obsessed quite to an, quite an extreme. So I humbly believe we start from such an extreme obsession, it's in the act of being identified as it. It's almost as if I became identified as cocaine. And I started to look at everything life at uh, about life from cocaine's eyes. <laughs> yeah, well, this is what he's saying in a weird in a way. He keeps using the word self and in in knowing it or not in his writings Bill W makes it very clear that we're not self. He says it we we always go over it on page 64 being convinced that self is what manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. He's already separated the two. Yeah, there's self and there's us. Now, what happens if you're identified as self? What happens? And you don't know it. You're living life from, from self. So, therefore, he describes what happens. You're living life. People step on your toes seemingly without provocation. But if you, if you look into it, you'll invariably find you made a decision based on self. Yeah. It didn't say you made a crazy decision. He says, you, basically, he's, he's implying we make there's tons of decisions based, made based on self. You can't say we're making those decisions because they're decisions based on self. I would, in a sense, if you really looked at the event, it would be self that was making the decisions in my life. That's why my decisions look a lot like your decisions, because we've had the same aspect of self called an alcoholic aspect of self that's been making decisions in our lives and therefore we end up where a lot of us end up you know the narcotics anonymous uses the three the three parking spaces of institution jails and death that's not our decisions that led us there it was decisions based on self yeah so the disease what we get relief from is we get relief of the of the bondage of self. Why? Because that's the dilemma. The drinking and the using was trying to get out of self as self. That's why it didn't work. Because you can't leave what you're taking yourself to be. You can't abandon yourself. You can't. You can abandon something else. You can abandon self because you're not it. But you can't ab abandon what you are, you'd still be there. Yeah. I can leave what I am at, on the stupid and when those cameras and there I am because I can't abandon me. I'd be there. Yeah. I can abandon something other than me. So my whole sense of freedom from the bondage of self is based on seeing self as other than me. That's, it's completely, that's what it's based on. I had it, somehow, the percentages of what I was believing and what I was suspicious of shifted. And when I read that statement from, after that shift of being convinced that self manifested in various ways, I saw self distinctly as not me, completely as not me like a foreign pathogen or a parasitical movement or a demonic possession, however you want to try to describe it. But all those descriptions have one thing in common. It's other than me. It's other than me. Yeah, a virus or whatever. 
That seeing it other than me is the breaking of the root of the problem, which is identification as self. When you finally see that which you're identified as, as other than you, the possibility of being free from it becomes available. If not, your possibility of being free is defined as it. You're trying to be free as self. And once again, we have a statement in our community because tons of people have gone down that dead end alley and they come to the conclusion self can't get out of self. Yeah. Now, the problem is we don't see it that way. We think it's Paul trying to get out of self. We're thinking it's Rob trying to get out of self. We're thinking it's Mike's trying to get out of self. And that, that mistake gets just feeds so much stubbornness with just constantly keeping attempting to that, like he says, the major delusion is if we could only manage better, things would work out. So it's basically self is managing our life and we still stay identified as it and we live on a hope that if it can only manage better, which I believe it can, things are going to get great, but it never works out. So this is the one thing I felt was missing when I was going through AA. That's why we harp on it. That's the only reason why. I don't think that there's, I think there's unbelievably beautiful takes on the steps. I think there's incredible takes on the concepts and the traditions and the service and the unity and recovery. There's thousands of them, beautiful, clear insight. But there's been very little insight in the real root of the problem, in my view. <clears throat> Maybe I haven't gone to enough international meetings, but in my community, I saw the bondage of self thriving because everyone was still calling the manifestations of selves theirs. There was an act of being identified as self. How do you act? What is the act of being identified as self? How does it look like? It looks like when self manifests through us, you claim it to be your manifestations. That's how it looks. Yeah. When self's thoughts come through, we call them our thoughts. When self compels an action, we call it our action. When there's decisions based on self are made, we call them my decisions. That's the act of being identified as self. We're just putting it out there if the shoe fits, wear it. And maybe, just maybe, I'm speaking not from the understanding of the problem, but really from the relief of the fucking problem. That's how I had an understanding of it, because I've been relieved of it. <laughs> you can be a professor of holes and keep falling into holes. That knowledge isn't availing you anything. Yeah? But when you... when you're a true master of the de dilemma of falling into holes when you stop falling into holes. Yeah, that's the relief. That's the knowledge I like. So first see what the bondage of self is, and then you may be able to entertain the relief from the bondage of self. But if you keep trying to entertain the relief from the bondage of self as self, there's not going to be much relief. It's not going to stabilize. It's always going to be fragile and fucking very flipped out and incredible. A lot of concern will be about will it last. That's not relief from the bondage of self. That's self trying to get relief from the bondage of self. Yeah. So there is a solution. 
Just look at those two paragraphs, self, 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 self. Where does it mention Paul or Bill or Sue? It's talking about self because in the state of active addiction, that's what we are. We are not Paul, Bill, or Sue. We're not Paul, we're an alcoholic. If you look at your life, you've left Paul and you left Bill and Sue and you can be recognized as an alcoholic from another alcoholic and you can be recognized as an addict from another addict. Your Paul and Bill and Rob are gone. Yeah, all the decisions are based on self. All your reactions are based on self. All your thoughts are based on self. That's why the bondage continues. Why does the bondage continue when you stop drinking and using? Because it's not the drinking and using. So, yeah. So yeah, that's a that that uh, thing about if you look at it, you'll invariably find uh, you made there was a decision based on self. That to me is part of and parcel of that wave. The first big wave of recovery for me was seeing my role in things. And when I start to get to see my role in things, I see something else's role in things. Not you, not the police, not the judges. I see self's role in things. And I start recognizing what I am and what I'm not. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. You good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Oh, thanks very much. So um, now, it's, uh, now it's your chance, everyone who's here today, um, to ask a question on that or any particular any step that you might be on. There might be some, a question about the steps or about the program. Um, always find, and we've got John. John's got his hand up. That's great, John. So with that, mate, over to you, John. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Paul? Uh, it sounds like you're peeing. You've been peeing this whole time. Uh, just to clarify one thing, like the self actually isn't real, right? It's it's yeah. like a mechanical process or like a like a shadow. It's real and unreal, or it's you know what I'm saying. It's not an actual yeah. thing, right? I just, that's all I wanted no. to make sure. Okay, all right. Thank you. Basically, it's it's inferred or implied by selfing, which are mental act, which is a mental activity. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I'm, I'm, we're trying to use the terminology of the big book. Gotcha. The terminology right. of the big book, they didn't see the selfing yet. They saw the after, they saw the product of selfing self, but they hadn't seen what was making self, seemingly, yeah? Let, read a vision for you. It says exactly what happens. This power is going to constantly reveal to us shit, Yeah. It revealed a lot to those people in the beginning, and it's still revealing a lot to people in the program. Yeah? And hopefully it's revealing more about the exact nature of the wrong, not the wrongs. We're all masters of that, but we don't recognize the identification as being the one who did the wrongs. Yeah? Or where the decision to do the wrongs came from. We're still lost in that little fucking cloud. Yeah? Yeah, it seems like there's a process in a way because it's like we like we talk about you we see our role in things and then down the line so to speak we realize that we didn't have any role in anything, right? 
Well, yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I just wanted to clarify the self thing and make sure that it wasn't like a, it's not a, a thing really. No, of course not. Yeah. No. Okay. And the thing is also, why is there so much resistance? What step is usually resisted the most? The fourth step. Yeah. yeah. And maybe the ninth, but mostly the fourth. A lot of people go out because they don't want to do that. Who's, uh, who's making the decision to go out there? Is it them or self? <laughs> I would definitely believe the decision is based on self because based, self doesn't want you to see your role in things because you're going to see its role in things. It wants that disguised. So by, while you're blaming everyone else, it's, it's hiding in open sight. Yeah, it's right there completely out in the open because you're blaming everyone else for the conditions you're suffering from when most of the blame should be rested, should be put in the lap of selfing, yeah? Or that mental activity. Yeah, that's the thing. How are you gonna see its role in things if you don't see your role in things? Because you're calling your role in things, I mean, you're calling its role in things your role in things. You are, you gotta. Check out your life to see it's not your life, in a way. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it, oh, doesn't, doesn't it ever land how, how similar we are if you, do look, you don't look at the differences of the skin color, the height, the eyes, but basically our feelings and our reactions to life and where we end up seem very similar because we're all being directed by the same fucking thing. And it's not a thing, it's an activity, yeah? Mm. Why? I mean, literally, isn't that, when you come in, when I came in AA, I swear, by just sitting there, I could, by them sharing, I could, it just hit the shell of terminal uniqueness because it was so familiar to me when other people and other addicts and alcoholics were sharing their feelings and their thoughts and how they reacted to life because it sure sounded like mine. So of course the terminal shell tried to even get thicker because it didn't want that information to come in because it wants me to think these are my thoughts and my actions and no one does what I've done. Yeah, when that gets blown out of the water, you're on to something. You're now going, now you're starting to look at, wait a minute, how could these, these, all, these thoughts be mine if all of you are having them? Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, we're not two levels below a coconut. You go to meetings, you're going to wake up a little bit, and you're going to see, Jesus Christ, I've been under a very incredible uh, trance of incredible personalness and separation when I'm sitting with like-minded characters all around me. Yeah. I mean, the clues are so obvious. It's only because there's something saying it's the one that's looking that's blinding us to it, yeah? The self is using us to protect itself, really. Yeah? Really? I mean, people can have pinpoint clarity of, like, someone looked at them a certain way 30 years ago, but they have no fucking idea of what's going on, really. They're, they're taking themselves to be something else all day. Yeah. With that in place, 
your 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 ceiling of possibility is going to be very very low. Very very low. Yeah. So making decisions based on self is basically making decisions based off of something that's unsubstantial and not even not real. Exactly. And it has an agenda. It has a different view. It's like living, you know, it's like live making decisions as a cat when you're a human. Yeah. Mm. It's that extreme. It's just that there's so many people doing it. We've taken it not to be normal. It's insane. What it do I want really? How how has it worked where the val the thought system that I'm listening to values yesterday and tomorrow more than now? I would you know I would start being suspicious right there and then. Yeah. It doesn't it it uses this moment to think about yesterday and tomorrow. It's fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, most of us, see, this is why I don't like the word fear. I think most of us are suffering the effects of mental anxiety. Yeah, because fear is a valid emotion that arises when something is threatening now, not next week or eight years ago. That's, that's provoked by mental anxiety. Yeah, so let's at least be clear. Most, the inventory on fear is, is very short. Inventory on mental anxiety could be 50 fucking pages. Because most of the shit that we're reacting to is not happening. Literally, it's not happening. And the funny thing is, we're so devoted because of our power, what's not happening can dominate what's happening. You can be totally dominated by November 8th on November 3rd. You can. Yeah. That's the, we're not in a healthy condition, really. Yeah. I do a joke, you know, I don't know if I do it with the recovery, but, you know, if I had any ambition, which I don't, you know, <laughs> and I became a psychiatrist, I would specialize on what's not happening. And all my hour sessions would be like three minutes because the per- Mr. Smith would show up, start bitching about what's not happening. I'd say, Mr. Smith, that's not happening. See you next week. <laughs> Cut him right off. Yeah. Yeah. Because how am I helping him if I reinforce the reality of what's not happening by saying, okay, let's go over what's not happening. Fuck that. It's not happening. Yeah. Oh, most people who I know who are flipped out, if you took them to the ocean, which is rather cold here now, had them jump in, they'd forget all of that shit because it's not happening. If something that's happening was so overriding, which is frigid fucking ocean water, all what's not happening would be dismissed like that completely. They would be, they would be freed because it's not happening. The frigidness of the water became overwhelmingly happening, and then the what's not happening, gone, as if it never was there, because it wasn't there. The problem is, 
we're not jumping in frigid water. We've got, you know, we've got to see it in another way. You tell me, you have to, even kids get this. This is, uh, when I, I was with this other lady years ago when I was sharing, and their kids would, she'd bring the kids, and the kids would really get what's not happening. And so when their mother started saying something, they'd go, hey, ma, that's not happening, and fucking stumper, you know? But in fact, they were very clear about it because they're not so much in what's not happening, yeah? But most of us are. We're in a cloud of information that's false evidence appearing real. Yeah. It's basically false evidence. It needs us to appear real too. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, oh, it's basic. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. Look at your day. See, you're not the thoughts. You can see the thoughts. You can. You're seeing them now, but you're not, you're not maybe conscious of that, but you are seeing them, yeah? You can see thoughts. Do, are they mostly dwelling in time on topics that aren't happening right now? Probably, yeah. Would, could you imagine if you had a GPS, like a news channel, let's say, and it was giving you the news of 1973 in 2020? I mean, shit. I know history repeats itself, but fuck, do you want to live it all day? <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I don't. Hmm. I lived following this GPS. It brought me to incomprehensible, pitiful demoralization and actually had me living in that state, not even visiting it and then going somewhere else, but actually setting up camp there, yeah? That's its end game. It's not gonna kill you. It's gonna want you, you're gonna wanna die maybe. It ain't gonna kill you, it sorta needs you, but you're gonna be completely fucking demoralized because you'll be so confused why would, I ever, why would I ever treat myself this way? I would think I would have plenty of love for myself. Well, maybe you do, but it doesn't. It's, it's a parasitical nature. It's using you. You're a target. You're an opportunity. It's not your friend. It's not going to be a service animal. You, it doesn't get... Your 28-day program, yeah, stopping you drinking and using, isn't rehabbing that. It's just fucking taking a pause until it can get you alone again. Yeah? Look at your role in things, and then you'll see its role in things. And maybe you can really, truly be free from the bondage of self by recognizing you're not self, or you're not this thing that's being implied by selfing, if you want to be specific. But let's use the terminology of AA, yeah? Self is what has defeated us. It's truly selfing is what's defeating us. Now, yeah, it truly is. It's an activity. But in their parlance, self is what has defeated us, as if it's not defeating us right this moment, but it is. Yeah, or it could be. It's based on us, really. It's based on the audience. Yeah. 
See, if it's not, if the movie's not about you, you have the ability to walk out. If you're the one in the movie, you can never fucking escape. Yeah? This is an option that's not available at for self. But there, it is an option. Yeah? Yeah. You can be free from the bondage of self. You can. All right. Thanks, bro. Thanks. Thanks very much, John. I, Paul, have you got a leak going on there somewhere? Or is there a fountain gurgling somewhere? A fountain. Oh, is it driving you crazy? I, I just I do need to go to the toilet rather urgently. So. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I didn't catch the first urination joke. Now I got it. Yeah. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, well. I'm, I'm I'm down with John on that one. It is. Yeah. You must be doing all right. Must book sales must be doing all right. You've got your own fountain going there, mate. That's wonderful. I'm really happy for you. Yeah. I love the I love the fountains. Yeah. I got to be in water, hearing water, yeah. near water, yeah. over water, underwater. Yeah. That's good. And listen, uh, so next question I uh, got from uh, my mate Howie from Boston. Hey, Howie. Okay, guys. Hey. <clears throat> Hi, guys. Well, glad to be here. Hey, Paul. Thanks for uh, your service. So I wonder if you could share a little bit on getting to the place of not selfing. Um, you, uh, I understand that um, I make my decisions as self when I'm active. I come in here, you take my solution away, and I'm still making my decisions as self. And, uh, and I'm looking for that spiritual shift so I can get to another place. And when am I actually, when, when, how and when do I get past that, that uh, dilemma of acting as self? How do I get to not Well, self? when is now? When is now? And how? When you see self isn't you, there is going to be a loss of interest in it. And self will make decisions, but there won't be any actions based on those decisions. Yeah? Okay. The self will have made the decision, but you won't follow it. And then you'll recognize, you'll see the emperor without any clothes, and more will be revealed. Okay, so what happens now? I get to that place and yet I fall back into the into the dilemma of, of identification of self again. And all right, it's well almost like flip flops. Yeah, but the flip won't be long and it won't be as big of a flop either. Okay. Yeah. See, we have a statement, you know, the disease is progressive. Well, so is recovery. It's progressive. It keeps it keeps going. It progresses. Yeah. It says it quite a lot in there. You sincerely take a position, then you'll be established in that position. The, the effects are completely different. And so when you get established in another condition for a longer period of time, the effects will be different. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. True. So and so your visit, your seemingly going up the F's of self. You won't have to call the divine proctologist. You'll be able to pull it out yourself. Let's say, yeah. <laughs> so you'll be uh, you'll be in a state of preventative med medicine instead of having to rely on a expert. Yeah. Just see, this is the faith in the process. The dilemma is there's a huge faith in this in the selfing, in the disease. Huge faith. 
That's what it says. Perhaps there's a better way. Trusting something infinite rather than finite self. So when we're under the the bondage of self, we're in an incredible faith in, in it. Yeah. Obviously, that's why it says the better way is trusting something infinite. Maybe the other way was an incredible trust in the finite. Well, how does that express itself? Believing the fucking thoughts about yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yeah? And believing the thoughts about you and them and everything and taking every one of these freaking news flashes as the God-honest truth when it's really propaganda in most cases. Yeah? So now you have, you're able to discern and discriminate between false and true, yeah? Because you're resting in true evidence that the program and the higher power has gotten you sober and has kept you sober. That's real evidence, yeah? You haven't drank in 32 years where you couldn't stop drinking for 32 minutes. So you have the evidence. You have real evidence instead of false evidence. So now real evidence appears real and it overrides the false evidence when it appears. It's just that fucking simple. I have moved out of the gravitational pull of the finite self and I'm being pulled by the infinite. And that's what it looks like when you're being pulled by the infinite. The real, the real evidence overrides the false evidence. Where before, when you're getting loaded and obsessed with self, the false evidence is overriding the real evidence completely. Yeah. In other words, a fantasy world overrides what you want to call it a real world. Now you're in a different condition. The real world of being sober and recovered is overriding the fantasy world. Yeah. So this, the self can make tons of decisions, but your behavior isn't based on them. There you go. <laughs> See, people want the selfing to stop. It's not. You lose interest in it. In other words, you don't follow its storyline, which is, all right, first, a lot of false evidence or a sudden amount of false evidence leading to the state of fuck it, and then it gives you suggestions what to do. Yeah, and then believing the suggestions based on the other two bullshit, you do something, it compels an action, and then you're jackpotted, yeah? And then it's even almost worse when you're out of self, when you're jackpotted, than when you're in self, so then you say fuck it again and you keep getting loaded. Yeah. That whole, that whole system breaks down when real evidence is appearing real to you. <laughs> The first real evidence is you're powerless over fucking drugs and alcohol and you're not managerial quality. That's the basis of the understanding. That's a fact. Yeah. Your life has proven it over and over and over again. Now you're in aligned with that fact and see how your life looks. Most of us are in a denial of those facts, which don't change the facts. Yeah. And then we get completely get our asses kicked because we're, we're in the denial of the fact based on, I think I can manage myself out of this shit. Yeah. So you keep having incredible trust in the finite and you're not in the better way. You're in the old way. Perhaps there's a better way. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Why does the self have such a gravitational pull? Because you believe it's about you. That's all. If that gets broken, 
If you lose interest in it, you'll have new eyes to see its presentation. You'll see it as mostly fucking false and tell you the truth. You've been falling for it, the same shit for 30, 40 years. It doesn't have much new material. Yeah. It doesn't. It just wraps up the turd in a different, you know, envelope and then presents it to you. But you still keep buying the same shit. Yeah. I mean, seriously, the last years, the problem hasn't existed for me. Yeah. Why? Because it doesn't exist as me. That's why. Yeah. I know the truth from the relief it brought me. I know the truth in my own experience from the relief it brought me. Yeah. In most cases, the problem doesn't exist for me today because it doesn't exist as me. Yeah, I'm not identified as it. Yeah. That's why I'm sharing. <laughs> That's the whole drive. Yeah. I've met a lot of alcoholics and not many of them have ever been introduced to this a fucking idea. So it's my little made-up crusade to persistently keep putting it out there in this community, yeah? And hopefully it will last my coming and going, which it will. And we'll have all these videos and books and shit, and then the possibility that you're not that which is defeating you will be available in our community, yeah? And these Zooms are wonderful because now people in Madeira and England and Denmark and shit like that have heard it, and that's what... You know, my job's already done. We put it out there. That was what I, that seems to be the compulsion that's driving this whole event for me. And we put it out there to the best of our ability. Yeah. And, uh, and mostly from the grace of that power. I have really nothing to do with it. All I have to do is sit down and then something happens. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah. I just want you to have an option or a possibility that wasn't readily available when I came into recovery. No one told me that the root of the problem was identification as self. I didn't, I wasn't introduced to that idea. Yeah. But I found it. I found out about it. And now I'm hoping, I'm trying to make up for me not being introduced to it by introducing it to others. Yeah. That's why we're not talking. The steps, everything has been explained beautifully. I just think they've missed the root of the problem. That's all. That's all I care about. I don't want to change steps or anything. I want to just see, you know, our role in things and something else's role in things so that we can grow through the grace of the higher power to develop more our role in things and less of its role in things. <laughs> yeah, by recognizing which is which, yeah. And you have to see it. The basic six, page 64 shows the whole dilemma. He says, self defeated us by its manifestations. We're going to look at some of self's common manifestations, resentments, fears, and 
harming others in the pursuit of what you want. So we'll look at our sexual behavior. It's a pretty good arena to check out that drive. And basically, when people talk about the inventory process, they talk about my resentments, my fears, and my acting out. That's the act of being identified as self. I don't see how you can see it any other way. It's not your manifestations. It, at least Bill W. didn't say that. He said it's self's manifestations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And the us isn't self. Or they would have said it's self's manifestations have defeated self. It says us. So we're some kind of something that's not self. <laughs> yeah? And we're being defeated by self by our identification with its manifestations. Yeah? If we can't, because we can't recognize which is which, which is me, which is ain't me, yeah? So. Okay. I mean, I feel like I have a, a, a mid-grade comprehension of English. When I read that sentence, I can't see it to mean anything else. It's very clear. Being convinced means the belief with certainty. Self is the target or obviously the root of the problem. How it defeats us is by manifesting through us. How can it do that other than being identified as it? If you had a hostile uh, parasite living on you and you recognized it wasn't you, you'd fucking brush it off in a second. Why can't we brush off self? Because we're identified as it. Yeah. It's like someone who has a tumor, a big freaking tumor. The person thinks it's it. it. Paul thinks the tumor is Paul. So the idea of getting it removed never comes up. So now it has to get all of his shirts and jackets tailored to, to, you know, fit around the tumor He's not doing well with people, so he goes on wait, weird internet niches where other people have tumors, and he meets a woman with a tumor on one side that matches his tumor. <laughs> they go out, uh, you know, fucking on and on. And then someone finally says, hey, you know, Paul, that's not, you can have that removed. What? And then, okay, you would think he'd rush for that solution, but now he has all those tailored shirts and jackets, and his girlfriend's got the tumor. There's a huge investment in having the tumor now. This is the bondage of self. Yeah? The bondage of self... It convinces us that it's us. Would you, if you had a huge tumor, would you, if you thought it was, it, it could be removed, wouldn't you go for the removal of it? Probably, yes. We are under a, the effect of a parasitical movement. It's so hostile to the host, it has, it's, it's produced a great strategy. It convinces the host that it's the host. Mm-hmm. So the host can never entertain being free from self. It tries to entertain being free as self. That's what, that's the condition most of us are in. Yeah. We're trying to be free as self. You know, free, freedom as self will probably take a lot of work 
and effort and you're always going to backslide and if you're not vigilant for one second you'll be fucking losing again freedom from self is much different it doesn't demand huge vigilance there's not much thought of effort in it you have the ability to enjoy peace of mind it's there yes you have these abilities already here yeah i'm not sweating and doing a lot of effort to be free from self today. I've recognized I'm not that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the prerequisite to be free from it, is recognizing you're not that. (laughs) Why is it that we admit that we're an alcoholic? Because finally you realize you're not, yeah? Alcoholism had you, but you're not an alcoholic. Yeah, but alcoholism had you. But when you're avoiding and denying being an alcoholic, you have to admit it. That's part of the phase of recovery. You admit, yeah? You, you, you make amends for all the shit you did, and then after you do that, you'll see a lot of the shit you did wasn't you doing it. Yeah, it was provoked by this disease or by self. Yeah, you don't rush to. I'm not an alcoholic. That's where we started as a as a ad, active alcoholic is in denial of that. We admit it, but we don't stay an alcoholic. We never were. We were taken over by alcoholism. Yeah. When we, you know, it would be great if they had a higher powerism. I would say I am a higher powerism. I have higher powerism. Because now the higher power has taken me over. <laughs> I'm a higher powerer or something. That's what I should say at the AA meetings. I am a higher powerer. Because really, it's more dominant than the alcoholism is now. Yeah? Fuck yeah. But hey, you know, that's beside the point. I'm just saying I believe there's another wave of recovery. I've done the, all the amends I've done, yeah? I was responsible for most of my behaviors out there, cleaned up the mess, and then I realized I wasn't that, yeah? I really believe it's like the first step. You're going to stop when the gorilla wants to stop, and you're going to start when the gorilla wants to start, yeah? I'm not the gorilla, yeah? So... The gorilla made a lot of messes. I was accountable for all that. I did the amends. Yeah, but I'm not the gorilla. Yeah, and I'm not going to live in guilt and shame based on what the gorilla did when he was living in me or through me. I'm not. I'm not going to waste any more fucking time being remorseful for what the gorilla did. Because the gorilla isn't remorseful. It isn't. <laughs> it has no shame. It'll do the exact same thing. It will if it took me over. <laughs> it doesn't get rehabilitated. It just gets contained. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Thanks very much. Cheers, Howie. Thanks for that, mate. It's good to see you again. Um, so I've got a, uh, three more questions, Paul, um, and I've had one a message from somebody who got in first. So I'm just going to read this out to you. It's um, So it's from Christine in Tenerife, um, and she says, could you please ask Paul 
I'm at work, I can't speak, but this is the most that I've ever got Paul's talks or your message. And the question is this, how do I feckin' kill the self instead of Christine? How would do I? How do I kill the feckin' self instead of Christine? You don't kill anything. Again, like John was saying, it's an appearance, yeah? Mm -hmm. It's an appearance. Seeing that it's not you doesn't, doesn't uh, produce a drive to kill it. You recognize it's not you. You kill it by lack of interest, let's put it that way. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So again, because that, that, that which wants to go on, see, it's like Vac Dracula going on a vampire hunt. Dracula will kill a lot of other vampires to keep the spotlight off of him. Yeah, so the idea of Christine wanting to kill the second self is also a sense of self, yeah. What about the separation of self, though? How do we sort of identify that and keep it away? I've heard things like, I mean, Ramana and people like that, non-duality, have talked about ego death and stuff like that. Is that kind of, do you think that's where Christine's coming from? Not for this forum. We can talk about it later if you want. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm trying to put it. It's not a, you, something that isn't really alive doesn't die. It's being given life and you can outgrow that giving of life to it. And then it will seem to die or get diminished by lack of interest. But it's not, uh, it's truly based on us, yeah? See, if, I'm a, if I was sitting here and there was a meeting in this other room here, and I saw the woman that was leading the meeting and I had a certain interest in her, what maybe I want to go horizontal with her. And then I'm thinking I'm probably going to have three kids with her and a lifelong of lifelong marriage of bliss and happiness, which I haven't even talked to her. So she's in the other room. So I'm trying to listen to what she's saying while I'm doing something here. And people notice me that I'm not seemingly here. And so they tell me, Hey, Paul, you're supposed to be talking now at this meeting, and I'd want to do that, but my interest is about her because I'm hoping she says, I like that guy Paul, yeah, because I'm too afraid to ask her out because I don't want to get rejected because that could kill me, so I'm just trying to, you know, hedge my bets. So I'm keenly interested in what she has to say, and then someone comes to me and gives me a book and says, it's, the book is How to Lose Interest in a Conversation in Another Room. <laughs> and I read it and I understand the principles, but my interest and attention is there because that's more important to me than this. So suddenly she finally says something. Hey, you know, does anyone in this room know that guy, Matt? I really like that guy, Matt. Now, my name is Paul. What happens? I immediately lose interest in that other conversation because it's not about me anymore. I don't have to send Navy SEAL 16 to retrieve my attention. As soon as there's a recognition it's not about me, I lose interest in it. That's exactly what happens with the selfing. When the selfing that keeps implying a story of you and you and you and you all day, when you lose interest in that you, yes, that's where you're going to gain interest in others. And in a sense, you're an other to that you. So there'll be a gaining interest in what you really are and a gaining interest in others, yeah? 
It's, in, it's loss of interest by recognizing it's not you. Yeah? Mm. So I call it selfing. If you listen to the head, first of all, memories. How are you pictured in a memory? When you're, pictured, when you're thought about three years ago, how are you pictured? As a spirit or as a body? You're pictured as a body. Yes. So the brain that's run is producing the information and collating the information of this world is interpreting everything to the body. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So when you feel consciousness coming through you, through the uh, gates of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching, who is that? What, who is, what, that, what gets attributed that consciousness? You as a body, yes? Mm. When you say you're the seer, which is actually spirit, let's say, or awareness, you're seen as a body. That's how you're held, yes? So the selfing is constantly about you as a body, yeah? Now, if our true condition is spirit, then the brain isn't seeing things as they truly are. The brain is interpreting everything to the idea of a body, which is the premise of self-centeredness, yeah? Yeah. The self is pictured as a body, and the system that's supporting that assumption is reinforcing it all day. So the narration in one's head is your a body. Even when you're thinking of yourself as spirit, you're framed as a body. Yes? Yeah. This is the premise of selfing. When you stop, when you lose interest in all that that's reinforcing and supporting that you're a body all day, you may find out you're a spirit. That's what happens, yeah? And therefore, you won't try to become a spirit as a body. You'll see you're not the body and you are a spirit. That's what happens, yeah? The body continues, but now the inherent nature is obvious. I'm not that. I'm not a body. The body is being animated. It's like a glove, assuming it's me. But its, its animation comes from the hand in it. The glove isn't animated. It's, it needs the hand to animate its mm. movement. Mm. What is that but spirit? Mm. Am I the glove or am I, or am I the hand? Mm. The head is constantly saying you're the glove. The memories picture you as a glove. All your worries are about you as a glove. Mm. Yeah? So basically, that system is a failed system because it's mistaking the hand to be a glove. That's it. And then if you present the idea of the hand, it's presented to the glove. And then the glove tries to become like a hand, all the while (laughs) being animated by the hand the whole time. We're starting to have a, to maintain a spiritual condition as a body brain when you are a spiritual condition. Mm. Let, me, let me just say this. All right, the, the daily reprieve is contingent on the maintenance of a spiritual condition. All right, so let's say the maintenance starts from you as a physicality. So you physically have a fragile condition called spirit that you're trying to protect 
and reinforce and progress in, yes? But the dominant state you're in is physical. Yes or no? We. We. We're trying to become, a, we're trying to get a spiritual condition as a physical condition. What would happen if you see, if you saw you are a spiritual condition? The maintenance would look completely different. You wouldn't be having a lot of thought and effort to maintain and produce a spiritual condition. You'd be the condition. You'd be walking around, not hopefully to become free, but being free. That's the condition of spirit. It's immediate. It's now. It's not something that's going to happen after you do tons of shit. You are that right now. But we don't think so. And we have faith in the thoughts, so we don't act so. And therefore, we start our spiritual maintenance from a physical condition or a mental condition. You know how hard it is for the mental, physical condition to become what it thinks is spiritual? It thinks it's got to sit 13 hours a day in a fucking forest in Thailand and meditate. <laughs> it thinks it has to purify and fast for 40 days. Somehow, you're trying to make something that can't become spiritual become spiritual. It's a body. <laughs> mm. Mm. You can work as hard as you like. You're not going to turn it into spirit. Mm. <laughs> All of that could change if you just had the horse before the cart. Let's say the physical is so, but the spiritual is before. Yeah? Instead of the physical before and maybe the spiritual condition, maybe, maybe not after. Maybe the spiritual condition, truly. You don't have any choice about having a spiritual condition. You are a spirit. <laughs> Maybe you have more choice in the mental and physical condition. I don't know. There's so many different ways of seeing it. It's wonderful. And a lot of the ways are blind. They are. Hey, I tried to become spiritual. I did. I gave it a damn good shot. I meditated every day for years, went on retreats, sat at the feet of masters, and everything that I did was always claimed as me as the doer, every last bit of it. And I had no idea that robbery was going on when I was in the banks of the spiritual temples. All the money I was accruing, spiritual money, was being fucking taken and reinforcing the problem. I had no idea until I did, yeah? And when I got that, when I became clear, yeah, I'm not going to sit for 13 fucking hours. No fucking way. <laughs> no way. Maybe a half an hour because of blood pressure. And I have the ability to enjoy peace of mind in a second because I'm not totally flipped out into what's not happening. It doesn't take me long to get back to where I never left. <laughs> <laughs> you have to believe you left somewhere to return somewhere I don't believe I ever left I just don't believe it I don't believe I don't believe a lot of shit I used to believe I don't 
I don't believe I can be out of the moment. It's an impossibility. I am the moment. How can I be out of it? <laughs> I don't believe next week is more important than today. I don't. I don't believe it. The evidence definitely doesn't doesn't uh, reinforce that truth. I don't. I can't see it. I can't feel it. It can be thought about. Yeah, but basically that's it. <laughs> Thinking about it can produce an effect, but next week's not producing an effect, is it? No. Fucking no. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe you know. Maybe we need to first see, realize how far out to lunch we are, maybe, you know? Before saying, when am I going to get dinner? Maybe we should see how far out to lunch we are. <laughs> like when people ask me how many meetings they should go to, I say this one. Go to this <laughs> meeting, the meeting you're in right now. Don't, don't plan 90 days, just go to this one. Yeah, have all the plans you want, but be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a rare mood today. You're yeah. sounding on fire, mate. Sounds fantastic. On the point <laughs> of, uh, yeah. Luckily, we're not in physical uh, yeah. proximity. Yeah, well. We have to start slapping people. We can do with a bit of wind, <laughs> right there, that's for sure. First, hey, I slap myself, and that gives me permission to slap everyone else. And I'm telling you, I've been bitch slapped. I have been. Yeah, like a good job. Reality, uh, so we've got two more questions to go, Paul. So, um, and we're, we're almost at half past the hour. So, I'm, gonna I'm not going you. anywhere. It doesn't matter. Yeah, go ahead. Good. Okay, that's great. Um, Vic, I'm going to ask you to unmute. Do you want to come in? It's good to see you. Thanks so much. Good to see you guys, Paul. How are you? I'm Vic. I'm an alcoholic. Um, first, I just want to say thank you. Um, I try to make your talks twice a week, pretty much every week. Um, and it's really influenced how I take other women through the work now. Um, the second we get to that, you know, being convinced, um, I have them start looking at that self and looking at, you know, driven by, I'm like, you know, if you're being driven, that probably means you're not the driver, you know? Um, and, and I, and I start to have this dialogue with them where it's this really kind of beautiful realization for them where, they're like, oh, like shit, like I'm not my alcoholism, you know? And I heard someone say recently, like I do this inventory to find out who I am not. Um, yep. So you've just been really, really um, pivotal in me helping other women get through this work. So thank you. Um, my question is, um, what is your take on the relationship between um, the self, the parasite, and the malady is the malady the sickness that's produced by it is it the malady um just just for an understanding um, yeah because i know well, coming into the fourth go ahead please well i don't believe spirit has any maladies so the malady i would say is the parasite but its effects can be seen in the emotional state the the brain the physical conditions yes the uh yeah, so the malady itself is more of a mental nature. I don't believe spirit has any maladies. Yeah? I think a lot of times, uh, just, to sh- just to contrast the mental, they call something else spiritual. But basically, it's just to contrast the mental, I feel. Yeah? I don't see spirit as having a malady. Yeah, so yeah, 
That's how I see it. Uh, again, like it talks about being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So basically, how it defeats us is it, it's through its manifestations. So let's say you could see the maladies that we're under are the manifestations of self, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times, like when I was young, uh, I lost my, I, my household, my, the adults were my mom, her mom, and my father. I was very close to my grandmother. And my father and my grandmother both died when I was nine. And uh, I remember to this day, it was very significant. I, it flipped me out, you know, I shut down pretty bad. And I remember I had a nun, Sister Marie Neal, that year. And I was sitting, she, she was at a desk and I was in that row that was aligned with her seat. But I was about three, three desks back. And I remember when I was in her class before all the shit happened. And then I came back from after these two deaths. And I looked at Sister Marie Neal and she looked like she was miles away. I had gone way in. My, I got sucked up into the mental reliance, yeah? And I was basically, I was hoping it was going to protect me from whatever. And, uh, yeah, I, it, never, it, it was amazing how far away she seemed because I was just went up the ass of self, so to speak, yeah? And it wasn't really that much long after I started to use and drink, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, that's how I I don't see spirit having any maladies. I just think they were trying to talk about an aspect of us that's been affected by the obsession over the mental state. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like the unsuspecting inner resource that Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. And I, I just sent to the co-host to say, um, you know, understanding definitely that like you're saying, like spirit can't have a malady. Um, could the way it's being described possibly lend the idea of our identification with self is the malady that's keeping us blocked off from spirit to some extent? Yes. Seemingly. Yes. Seemingly. Okay. To us. Seemingly is a huge word in this whole thing from, you know, from that uh, forward in one of the volumes of the big book, we are a hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. A lot of people will forget the seemingly and go to a hopeless state of mind and body, but seemingly is an activity that we're involved with. Things are appearing to be true or false to us based on our condition. Yeah. This is the whole, the whole program is changing our condition, changing the, not changing the condition, but changing where we're looking at life from. Yeah, that's it. That's why it says you're going to have a new attitude and a new outlook because basically it's changing the way where you see things from. Let's say from more from a spiritual condition than a mental malady, let's say. Yeah. Mm. And therefore things look different based on where you're looking at it from. And our role here is things are appearing to be true and false to us. Yeah. 
So everything, in a way, could be uh, brought to the uh, word seemingly. So let's say when you came in, I've heard it so many times, people have a, an idea of what was the worst thing that ever happened to them. Yeah? It's there. Maybe they've made an altar to it. Maybe they've been worshiping it, the mental state, for years. It gave them excuses and rationale for other shit not working out. So if there's an investment in the worst thing that ever happened, they come in AA, and then they realize that night getting pulled over by the cops was the best thing that ever happened because it set them off on the course of recovery. Yeah? That's all seemingly so, yes? The worst thing ever happened was predicated on seemingly. Because then suddenly it's the best thing that ever happened. Yeah? We don't recognize how much meaning we're giving everything here. We're not a powerless little individual separate lost entity. We are something else. Yeah? And so I don't want to go into it. It's more about the non-duality. But the seemingly sure sounds like our role in dreaming at night. Yeah? So we're dreaming at night and things are seeming real. We wake up in the morning and those things that seemed real now seem unreal. So that tiger that was scaring us in the dream doesn't scare us when we wake up. Exactly. This is sort of what happens when you get sober and, prog and recovery progresses. You stop getting scared by the dreaming because you're, the evidence is based on fact. You've been, you have been relieved of the bondage of self. You're not drinking and using. You've been restored to sanity concerning that first drink. Yeah, those are facts in your life. And therefore, when the false evidence is presented, the facts are there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to see the incredible miracle of it. I mean, I was a rabid, a rabid expression of unfettered addiction. I was. I was just used for transportation in an extreme manner. And I would imagine no, no one had any hope that I was ever going to get sober. And the ones that did were totally misdirected. But something happened. And something has allowed uh, 32 years of uninterrupted recovery. Fuck. I mean, I don't need any, real, any more real evidence to combat any false evidence. <laughs> something has done for me what I couldn't do for myself. And I've expanded on that for 30 years. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much, Vic. It's great to see you. Thank you very much. And final question of... Yeah, thank you, Vic. Thank you for the share. I'm so happy uh, it's getting out there. Yeah. And final question Hi. to Beatrice. Over to you, Beatrice. Hi, everybody. Beatrice, alcoholic. And, and uh, thank you, Paul. I love this meeting because it just was one of those things that happened for me. Um, that, that light bulb moment that happened. I love when Vic just shared. It just gives you a different perspective not only with sponsees, sponsors, uh, just in life in general, it gives you a whole different perspective. Uh, I, I just wanted to just touch on what you talked about earlier, the changing, the, the identification of self was 
was huge for me. And I just had this dialogue with my sponsor today sharing a, a resentment that she had on something. And, and I said to her, remember what Paul says, the resentment has you. And she's like, wow, like, you know, like those types of things that come to us at moments of need, whether it's from someone else or, you know, uh, from this meeting, it just kind of lights our fire. Uh, by the way, it's totally on fire today as usual. But what you talked about earlier, that that fear translates really into mental anxiety. And, um, and it brought me to the thought that the, our step, our, our 10 step, which Bill writes, is um, we continue to watch as these crop up. If you ask God to remove them, we discuss them with someone, make amends if we harmed anybody. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we could help. See, that tells me that Bill is telling me to turn my thoughts because if I turn away from self, because self's the problem, it takes me right out of and then doing that, and here's the funny thing, the more I do the 10 step, the less I have to do it. I seem yeah. to lose interest. I can see it before I have to do it. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. That's what happens. You're doing it leaves you not having to do it much. Right. Yes. Right. Good stuff. Exactly. Thank you. Those are, those are indications of the better way. Honestly, uh, if if you look at the graph of the most work and the least work, I'm on the least work phase. <laughs> the most work was in the beginning. Yeah. I'm the in the beginning work, phase. And the least work is the result of the most work. Yeah. yeah. When you do the most work, you'll you won't need to you'll do you'll need to do the, the least work. work. Right. Yeah. So. First year is the most important year. Get the habits in place. Habits are actions without thoughts. You don't want thoughts where the problem resides to have anything to do with your sobriety. So you now have the habits. So I don't think about going to an AA meeting. I think which one? Yeah, that's a fact I'm going to go, but which one? Yeah, so that. Yeah. Thank you, honey. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Beatrice. Thanks again. Thanks, everyone, coming. And, Paul, uh, that's it for the day, I guess. So, over to you. Do you want to say your goodbyes? Or do you yeah, want to let me when, you're, um, when your other meetings what? are? There's, you've got another couple of meetings, haven't you, Not that aren't recovered? Well, we have one on Thursday here. All times are Pacific time, so they're 10.30 here. I don't know. I think it's 6.30 in London and stuff. And then uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays, we have uh meetings concerning a, a topic called non-duality is it's i don't want to go into it now but to me it's been an amplification of uh, the root of the problem of aa it's been very clear about that so uh so yeah we do them on wednesdays and saturdays and so yeah just go to the website has all the links you just link in if you like and come and visit and uh yeah join us and then we also people stay after this and then there's a fellowship for a while if you like to join in that and if you need any help concerning sponsors or sponsees or whatever uh people may have some advice for you there all right so yeah let me say goodbye thanks dave for everything no worries, dave, man. Uh, the producer of this whole event so to speak <laughs> so to speak Rob Farr, as always, Paul, 
sitting there, very nice. He's, uh, we got Liam's uh, iPad, nice to see you, Liam. We got Mike, Walter, Kaiser. Uh, we got Murderer's Row here, Beatrice. <laughs> we got Vicky, nice to see you, Vicky. Yes. Kristen, as always. Yeah, you're matching the decor there, Kristen. Yeah. We got Helen, Helen, and Meryl. Nice to see you, Meryl. Hope all is well. We got Tom Hudax. I lost you, Tom. You went somewhere. Nice to see you, Tom. Jeremy, as always. Nice to see you, Nick. Pleasure. Nikki, another one. Yes, nice to see you, Nikki. Yes. I like that background. We got Mickey, Nikki, Nick. Mickey from Madeira. She's the matriarch of the mafia over there. Jono, UK. Jono is definitely, yes, he's a living ember of the message. Anne, nice to see you, Anne, as always. Yeah, pleasure. Anne Cavanaugh, yes, do you see us? Yes, yes. there you go. Uh, we got Michael Stacy. he's the... Uh, the male version of Mickey and Madeira. <laughs> I don't know which came first. John, John W. in the great outdoors. Keith, nice to see you yesterday. And hey, also for the people like Madeira and stuff, we're going to do a live thing next weekend in uh, Grass Valley on yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Sunday is going to be dominant saturday there's going to be people while i'm doing the zoom so i'm going to put up the information soon on zen bitch slap and uh maybe you guys can make a pilgrimage it'll be cool meet you live all right we've got ann nice to see you ann and leah as always must be getting cold over there leah Woohoo! wow we got josh nice to see you josh behind the wheel on joshy we got Jack G, as always, behind the wheel also. Malcolm is on a bicycle at the moment. We got Maria. She's in a corner. I don't know what happened. Maria's standing in a corner. There you go. Nice to see you, Maria. We got David. Oh, we're back here. So listen, thanks, everyone. And there's people, uh, Christian and Richard and Nate from Ohio. Uh, we got Carl. Nice to see you, Carl. Vic, Richard H., Sina, Selena, these people I can't see, but thank you, everybody. Thanks for t having us here. All right, mate. See, see you Thursday. Thursday, everyone. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Bye. 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 Lovely.